right, good morning, ladies. Good morning, good morning. We're gonna go ahead and get started. So feel free to all fill in here. We're gonna start kind of together, and then a little bit later we'll break off with our, with our groups, but welcome and good morning. So good to be together. It's good to see your faces. I love all of the chatting. Like, we need it. I hear you. I, yeah, I hear you. We need the, the adult conversation <laughs> and fellowship and a cup of coffee and a treat. So I hope that all of that is an invitation for you just to take a deep breath <laughs> and enjoy one another and enjoy the time together this morning. So I'm excited um, for this morning because we get the fun opportunity of having a continued conversation with Laura, who, if you remember, she joined us last month and we talked about living missionally minded. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited because today she's going to share with us about love languages. So we get to really tie those two things together and thinking about how do we live on mission with our family while recognizing the beauty, the uniqueness of each one of our family members, of our spouse, of each one of our children. Um, and what does it look like to, I, I just think it's like a continued invitation to take aim, right? Because there's so many good things and there's so many things pulling at our our attentions, at um, our time, at our energy, our mind, our emotions. There's so many things pulling at us. And I love the invitation that Laura has, has just lavished on us to really think purposefully that gives us freedom to do the very things that God is asking us to do. And so I'm super excited to invite her up and join us to talk about love languages, what they are, and what does it look like to love the people in our family well for who they are while also recognizing how God made us. Um, and also I think it's, it's super, I think of it as a super, super helpful tool, even as we think about how do we love each other, right? In our groups, like it could be very informative for like, how do we love and serve one another in a way that says, I see you, I know you, and I love you with intention. So Laura, come join us. So excited to have you back. Thank you. Me too. Good to be here and good to see everybody. Smiling faces. It's so nice. So I'm going to ask us, because last week was, or last month, what was really helpful for me is that everybody participated. So I'm going to ask again that everybody would participate, because it's a lot more fun to go someplace where everybody's involved in the discussion than just listening to one person speak all the time. So... Can anybody recount, because we talked about mission last time and living intentionally, can anybody recount anything that we worked on? And I'm seeing some familiar faces, but also a whole slew of new faces. Can anybody kind of talk about what happened last month and kind of if anything's happened in their life from trying to live intentionally this last month? And, and go ahead and raise your hand. Awesome. All. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. you just loud. Thank you for being courageous. Yeah. Um, so this was, our conversation got maybe a little off track or farther down the road, but one of the things I asked for my group to hold me accountable for was not raising my voice and yelling, 
which had been a theme leading up to our last time together in our household and just having that accountability of my group knowing they were going to randomly check in and ask I've only yelled once so it's been a lot better nice and can you share what your mission statement is also what you remember of it it's okay (laughs) this is funny um I actually didn't get to the mission statement so it literally said the dills are a family with nothing else because that's where we are in life right now we're perfect we're in the surviving yeah. We're getting to thriving. Good. I appreciate your vulnerability and just your honesty there. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else have an experience that they want to share? Right here. Thank you. Just so you know, you're only being Mike because other mamas who can't be here to join us today so that when they listen online, they'll be encouraged by the things that you share as well. Yeah. So it's not nothing big deal. Miked and recorded. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah, thank you for sharing with us last time. That really stuck with me over the past month. Um, And I think one of the biggest things that I took away was um, really getting to take the time to think about what was unique and special about my family. Um, And it was really nice to step back and take a look at that and it was easier to see all the things that were so special and awesome about my family during the month and to just be thankful for that. Lovely. And do you mind sharing your mission statement? What you remember of it? It's okay. I think it was in my family we love hard and uh, our song was the um, the bone song. If anyone knows that song. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Well, today we're going to talk about some of the things that sometimes block us from living intentionally because we have all sorts of ideas of things we want to see happen. And then we're like, well, how do we do it? And every family member has such different definitions of what that looks like too. So we're going to talk about love and So what we're going to start with is we're going to talk about, I think the beginning, is there like a few pages before that? There we go. And then the next one. And so that's my family on that screen there. And so um, yesterday my son got engaged, so I will soon be adding a daughter in love there. So I'm very excited about that. But Even in that whole piece of thinking through how do we do family, I now will have a new daughter-in-law and she's coming with her whole ecosystem of how she does family and how she does love. And so I'm going to get to learn a whole new different, uh, a different system in that whole piece. But what I want to say for today and for our lives, I am not any perfect example of, um, of loving well. I hope that I strive for that, but um, life is a living microcosm. And so we are going to just keep practicing this, this environment. And so that's what I want to be able to do today is just say, Hey, we're, we're in this environment together. We're trying to learn this together. We're trying to get better at it. And perfection is not the key. Perfection is not even what our aim is, but our aim is to get better every day. Some things I know that people were created for relationships, but most individuals myself included, have at least one that is not optimal. And we think, okay, what could we do to improve it? The thing that's kind of interesting is probably the most powerful form of um, learning to love better is done in a family system. So today we're going to talk about family systems. 
And so I want to basically look at love and say, what is it? Now, there's all sorts of different forms of love, but let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, if you don't mind. It's the uh, trash... The Passion Translation says, Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievement nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place to shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. So that is what we're aiming towards when we're talking about what is love. But there's three different types of love. And so the level one is more of a, where we really are fulfilling our individual's needs. You go into an emergency room and you say, okay, I've got a, I'm having a heart attack. And so you're not stopping and saying, I really like your pretty dress and your earrings. You're there for one purpose only. You need to get your immediate needs taken care of. Then you go to level two, and that would be transactional. Many of us go to a coffee shop and it's more of a focus on exchange. So basically, I give an order typically. I receive it. I give a tip because I get a great a great big smile and a great big um, wonderful cup of coffee. And that's kind of that exchange. And that's more of a transactional piece. You might become good friends with your barista with time. But typically, it stays at transactional. And then there's the level three, and that's where it's really transformational. And that's what we're, we're trying to get for. It's a love that listens so it can be heard. And um, it's basically when a partner is committed to the other partner and thinking through on this level of 1 Corinthians 13, how do I best love you? How do I not boast and brag when things aren't going well for you? How do I persevere with you? One of the issues that we see so often in relationships is when somebody mistakes a transactional relationship for a transformative relationship. And then there's a lot of struggles there. And so one of the issues you'll see in that is there's um, one of the big issues for many couples coming in is there's a lack of commitment for the number one source of relationship pain because they're saying, I don't understand. I'm loving transformatively. I'm loving 100%. And this other person is kind of just there for the ride or transactional, like I have to constantly be worried about what I'm doing. And so what we want to do today is really level um, and really do some self-discovery on what love looks like and also to take it to another level. But we're not here today to try to pick apart what's wrong with our spouse or our children in the way that they're loving on us but to really say, okay, where are we in this process? Um, I see quite a few couples that um, come in, because I'm a mediator, so I come in, and they often have addictions, and so that's often another piece where you have somebody that's on the transformative level with somebody who's on that very first level saying, my needs are not met. And so you can drive yourself crazy year after year trying to get that love language spoken and get them to hear that love language. But if you're with somebody who really has some uh, 
mental health issues or some other issue going on, no matter how hard you're trying here, you're not necessarily going to see that until that issue is addressed. So I want to make sure we don't just spend time saying what's wrong with me, but to be able to say, okay, how do I continue to love in whatever situation I'm in? So what I'd like to also talk about is that love can grow. How many of you have been in situations where you're like, I really cannot stand that person very much. And over time, you become best friends with that person because you're like, oh, I start seeing and looking for the things that they do really well. I know there was a time in my life where my husband and I did not get along very well, and I could not see anything good about him. And the more critical I became, the more criticized he felt, and that didn't go so well for our relationship. But once I could start looking at one thing and saying, yeah, I really appreciate this about you, love could grow. And so 31 years later, we're in a very different place than when we were at the beginning. So what I'm going to ask you to do is I'm going to ask you to take the love language test that's on your papers or on your chairs. If you are sitting in the back and you want to move forward, that would be lovely. But there are papers on uh, moving it forward too. And then I'm going to ask you to spend about four minutes and take these questions and answer them for yourself. And then from there, we're going to talk about how do we experience love? So it looks like this. It's got a front and a back sheet. Okay. Let's spend five minutes doing that. Okay, so you can kind of figure out who you are. If you're a physical touch person, can you raise your hand? Awesome. And will you two ladies hook up together and do some talking together? I'm going to put you in a group if you don't mind. And then tell me who is a gift giver. Okay, awesome. I know there's other people out here that are gift givers. Oh, okay, sorry. We'll wait a few seconds for people that aren't quite done yet. <laughs> okay, everybody got their math done too? Okay, who had quality time? Okay, will quality time people get together? I see one person that says they're in the back row and they can't move. So can you go to her? Okay. And who is the gift givers? Who are the gift givers? Okay. Who has access service? Okay. If you were access service, I see people. Will you hook up with another access service person? Words of affirmation. Were you words of affirmation? Okay. One more time. Physical touch is right there. You're right in the right spot. And what are you? Pick one. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. I think it's that group back there also.
Oops. Okay, right here we have physical touch. Words of affirmation are the far row. What is quality touch or quality time? Quality time, right there. I'm like tied between this and this. Pick one. This is a small. Okay, in your groups, if you can do some talking about what it is, what this means to you, and what this feels like for you. And there's all different degrees, so everybody comes at different degrees of things, but maybe a time where you've been able to really express your love in a way that felt like this was so right on, this was so what you needed to do, where you needed to be at the right time. Does that make some sense? So like if you are, uh, words of affirmation, like how sometimes your words really did something to change somebody else's life, that you really are knowing when that has connected really well with and resonated when you're living in your true self. Does that make some sense? Okay. And we'll spend about five minutes talking in this group, and then we're going to switch you out with another group so you can hear what the other party says. And now what I'm going to ask you to share is with your group, because you guys are all different, share some things about who you are and things that you really appreciate for who you are. And the reason why is because so often we're like, oh, we love, it can be our spouse or it could be our children, that we're saying the people we love are this other dimension. And how do we make sure we step into their world and their dimension and love them well? So you are the expert about yourself. Do you feel comfortable sharing about yourself? Okay. Well, we said we were going to learn about love languages. Have you learned about love languages today? Awesome. Would you, Jenna, be willing to take a microphone around and help people share anything that they learned that they want to process out loud or think would be helpful for the group? Thank you. So this is Ruth's intelligence speaking. <laughs> um, just at least the last thing we talked about was um, how awesome it is when we can openly express our needs to our family. Nice. Um, and how it, it can also, uh, it's also good to understand that family also has needs and people have limited capacity. And it's okay to say, no, I, I'm, I'm not ready for a hug right now. It's okay to feel upset about that. I understand it's not an issue with you. It's just because I need a little space right now. Love and it. On the flip side, working with the spouse probably works that way too. Yeah. Good. Good. Thank you for sharing. And group number two, we have a... Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing for Ruth. <laughs> Hello. Um, so we were talking about, I shared how... I've always learned about love languages as like, I need to learn about my love language so I can communicate to my spouse about how I receive it. And I've never thought about how God, how it's also how God wired me to understand other people. So quality time is what I ranked highest on and realizing that I do think I have an ability to understand what that looks like for like, say my three-year-old or my husband, um, or even before I was a mom, I was a counselor. And so I would spend hours with people in room in a room right like creating that quality time like creating space for them to have what they need um and I think for me it's just really cool to realize like yes this is my love language but it's also just the way God has wired me to understand other people and 
realize that I do get filled up when I give it to other people. Like I've always thought a love language is this is what I need to be filled, but actually God has made it so that I can be filled when I'm showing other people that. So Beautiful. Thank you. And then we have group number three. <laughs> Does anybody have something they'd like to share? Oh. Is she accepting it? <laughs> what, am I supposed to talk about what I learned? Yeah, something you processed today. You thought, hey, this was helpful. Well, I guess I always just thought that um, I liked what you were saying, um, Katie, that um, with quality time, it's sometimes I'm just thinking this about my husband and my relationship with my husband, but it's really also what we're giving or getting from our friendships. And we were talking about how important it is to um, quality time to spend that with friends, but then also giving that or the fear of maybe not being invited. We're talking about being invited somewhere, right? Or someone suggesting, let's go and do this and always being the initiator. Sometimes it feels really good not initiating, but being included to be present in that quality time. Did I say that right? Love it. So I think when I was looking at these, I was just thinking of these in terms of my relationship with my husband. Mm -hmm. But it's so much more than that. Yeah. So Beautiful. Good. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are in the brightest groups. Isn't it fun to be with such... Wonderful, intelligent ladies. Yes. Okay, so something that we talked about actually in both of my groups was just realizing how you were raised and how that impacts your scores. And in my family, my dad and my grandpa were acts of service and essentially zero words. And acts of service is what ranked highest for me, but what was second was gifts. And in my mom's family... It was and always is, still is, about gifts and Christmas and pouring out into others that way. So just those were my top two and looking back to how I was raised versus just today. So um, Today when I was listening to Jackie um, talk about her gift, which was acts of service, mine is quality time, my husband is acts of service, and it made me realize the why behind... Um, you know, or the things I could do to help him, which was super helpful for me to understand somebody else and how to, you know, serve them, even if it's something totally different. And um, I just, I love this topic. And yeah, I'm just learning a lot listening to these ladies. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So, I think the fun thing is, from what I'm hearing the discussions um, as I get to walk around, is that we all are learning from each other. Oh, yeah, I never thought of that as being this, and this is a way to look at it also. So one of the things we sometimes see when we have love languages, now you know how you want to connect, and we are all powerful, strong women in this room. And the reason I say that is because we have a choice right now. We have a choice to either pick love or we have a choice to pick fear. And those are our two primary emotions that dictate everything. But what I hear everybody in every group saying, I am choosing to pick love. I am not going to live in fear, even though you're saying, hey, it's scary sometimes to put myself out there to always initiate. I also hear you saying, hey, but I will continue doing that. I love that because you're saying I'm staying in love. So I think the thing to remember is what this is all about also is connection. So you want to continue connecting with other people and the people that you love. So when the connection starts breaking apart, you will sometimes see that 
uh, especially if you're working with a child, you will see behaviors start to develop that you go, oh, something's not quite working here, that my child is not feeling loved right now or his love bucket is not full enough or her love bucket is not full enough. And when you start hearing that kind of dialogue, you go, okay, how, what do I need to do to serve that child at this time? How do I love that person better? How do I stay better connected? I was talking to mom two days ago and she said, well, the, I spent the first hour this morning holding my eight-year-old on my lap because he was crying before he went to school. And she was like, it's 1.30 and I didn't get a call from the school today. So things went well. But she was kind of nervous this mo- in the morning saying, well, if I don't hold him and refill his love bucket, we know that school was not going to go well. And so I just thought it was an interesting concept because it's right on saying, hey, when we're not feeling loved, we sometimes act out in a way that we're not supposed to be acting out. And the same thing is for our own life. Sometimes we all get a little bratty at times. Maybe I just should speak for myself, but sometimes I can be a little bratty and go, oh, I'm not getting everything I need to have met. And uh, then I need to stop and go, okay, this is about me and I need to take care of my own issues. This is not something for me to put on somebody else to do. But as a parent, you're providing, you're protecting, and you're helping your kids get to the next stage. So you do need to stop and say, okay, what do I need to do so I can help my child get through whatever they're feeling so that they feel strong and they feel connected and they're feeling good about the next stages of life. So um, a couple, last month when I was here, I said, there's a couple of resources. This is a resource to give kids language um, about the love bucket and to really say, okay, how do we have some language around what love would look like? And I'm gonna skip way ahead because we are close on time at this point. And um, the other thing I would like to do is a little bit of talking about is boundaries. And one of the things that we will find with um, working through, because we want to be loving, but part of being loving is also saying, hey, we do it within these constraints. And so to say being loving, if somebody's, um, say your child's getting up at three o'clock in the morning and wanting their love bucket to be filled, or your husband's saying, I would like this to happen, that you start saying, okay, here's the door we're going to walk through. I'm going to get a good night's sleep and I'll be glad to do this in the morning. Or, but we need to put some boundaries in place. So I want to make sure that when we're talking about like our mission and saying this is what we really want to make sure happens and knowing that we're full of love, but we also have to have some doorways to walk through. thought it was interesting. Um, there's this uh, picture overhead and there's this um, door in Petra. And so this uh, building is way up in the air. Some of the doors in this, um, made out of the rock in that area, are 30 feet high. And all of a sudden, there will be a doorway. And I think, oh, that's quite the doorway. That is like the impossible doorway. You can never reach that. The one in this picture is six feet tall uh, from the step up to the doorway. So again, it's making a door that really is almost impossible. That's, to me, a doorway that is not connecting with people it's an impossible, nobody can ever attain it. At least I can't jump six feet tall to get it to the doorway. Where this other one is safe and secure, and you know, hey, this is how we're gonna get through the doorway. So you clearly communicate, hey, this is how we're gonna get through the doorway here. I want to connect with you. 
I do love you. And what does this look like? And so when you think of your mission, I just wanted to briefly touch on that because sometimes we talk about love and just everything being open and expansive. And that is where we want to be, but it's open and expansive within a certain boundary. And so I don't want to get that. We just talk today and just, I'm not trying to say love is just has no constraints but love is free and love is full, but it is within a certain reasonable um, reasonable avenue to walk in. There is a video I would like to have a look at. And to me, this video really shows what love looks like with boundaries. And there were some constraints this teacher put on the child, but I'd like to share that. And I would hope that we could be like a Mr. Jensen for our children or be like a Mr. Jensen for our spouse, because out of love, how do we do life well and encourage growth to really happen? It's not going? Okay. Well, when you go home, you'll want to watch this video. <laughs> and it's be a Mr. Jensen. And basically, it's this teacher who basically describes what he really wants to see happen in this child. And the child becomes a uh, world-renowned drummer now, and um, has done all these things because he was given drumsticks. Instead of drumming in class every day, he was given the ability to learn how to drum, but not drum in class and drive everybody crazy. So anyways, it's a good video to look at. I'm going to ask you to come up if you don't mind. And we were just talking about a few minutes ago about how do you live life and I know that people in this room, in a room this large, there's people with relationship issues. There's no way around it. But we were talking about how do you do the work? And I was asking for a personal testimony. Do you mind sharing a personal testimony? But I'm going to get you a mic real quick. Well, um, my name is Sandy Pierce, and I've been married for 40 years. So I've been through the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s. Um, and through all of those decades, they're all different. There's, you know, the 20s where you're really getting to know each other and building a life and talking about kids, and then the 30s, you're in kids. And then you're in middle school and high school, and then you're thinking about college, and then you get on the other side of it where your kids are, you know, getting married and all of that. And each decade is difficult for different reasons there it, it just is um but the constant in all of it is that you have to do the work so that communication that you have with your spouse is a very delicate thing because there's so many things going on and i would say that the biggest thing i learned is restraint You've got to let it be an organic conversation when you disagree with your husband or you're mad at your husband or he didn't do something or something happened at your work and you just need to get it out. The patience piece in that and the organic piece in that is what will bind you together and strengthen your marriage. I can't tell you, I mean, I have a big voice. I can't tell you how many times I upset my husband um, because I really needed to get it out. And I found that just take your time and the work will be done for you through God if you have patience. And when you don't, sometimes it just makes it worse. 
and it doesn't need to go that far. So that's what I would Thank say. You. That's awesome. Thanks. Thank you. So what I go back to is what is love? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love does not brag. Love is not arrogant. It does not seek its own benefit. It's not provoked. It does not keep an account of a wrong suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices in truth. It believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. And so today, I just want to leave that with you. And instead of saying, love is patient, can I say, Laura is patient? And that's kind of been my thing lately is like, when I rewrite this, where am I on this level? Am I kind? Am I not being jealous? Where am I growing in that? Where do I need to grow in those areas? So what I'd like us to do for the next three minutes is to basically write two goals that we want to make sure that we want to aim towards. One goal that would be something that we'd do in the next two days. That we'd say, hey, in our strength, in our love, in our connectivity, what's something that I can do this week in the next two days that would come to fruition, that would get me moving in the right direction. And then what's a goal that I have in the next two months to get me into this next direction? Would you feel comfortable just stopping where you are, right for a few seconds? I always say, make your, make your goals that are very specific, that they need to be measurable, that they need to be um, very clear as far as where you wanna go, and then you also wanna make sure at the end that you are able to acknowledge that this is what's happened and celebrate that piece. So can you make SMART goals as they are right now? And then are you sitting next to anybody who could, you could share your SMART goal with? Can you share that SMART goal with the next person, one of the two of them, and just share what your goal is so that way that person says to you in a week, Hey, how's that going? Yeah, that's actually awesome. Would you break up into your normal groups and then share within that group? That would be beautiful. And then group leaders, if you would pray with your group at the end also or pray together as a, as a twosome. 